Alvin, you've disgraced me for the last time. <laughs> just like Gary Cooper, huh? I think the cartoon just started. Hey everybody and welcome to Acme Podcast Incorporated. I'm your host, Laser J, and with me as always is my good buddy. It's Kaiju Emperor. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, happy holidays. Uh, happy, uh, Hanukkah just ended, so uh, happy... Uh, belated Hanukkah. Belated, yeah. I, I kept wanting to say posthumous, po- posthumous, but I know that's not... The, yeah, yeah, happy no, belated Hanukkah, no. everybody. Uh, sorry. What? And uh, and this is coming out on the nineteenth, twenty first, the nineteenth. I'm sorry, no, not the nineteenth. Um, twenty first. Yeah, you were right. You were right. So it's still not quite Christmas yet. No, but we're in the lead up to it, and yeah. I don't know when Kwanzaa is this year. When? Yeah, that's a good question. When is Kwanzaa this year? Uh, Let's find out. It starts Jan- uh, Saturday, December 26th, and it ends on the January 1st. So uh, oh, Right after Christmas. We're in the lead-up to that, too. Yep. And when is Winter Solstice? I believe Winter Solstice is sometime in January. That... Oh, uh, actually, it's the day this comes out, Monday, December 21st. I wasn't happy winter solstice, everybody. Yeah, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, the Northern Hemisphere. Time zones and all that. Yeah. And then um, New Year's is after, is during Kwanzaa. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because the 31st, so all the holidays are... Kind of, you know, as as is the yeah. time, all the holidays kind of like they all happen around this time of year. Yeah, it it's literally the holiday season. Uh literally. oh, also, uh, is semiing the thing that became Halloween, or is that something else, or is that the one that became Christmas? Is, is what that came became Halloween? I didn't. Samhain or Semihain? Semihain or however? I think Semihain is the ha- was what Halloween be was originally. Okay. I'm but thinking of Yule. Yeah, Yule is the, uh, yeah, what, yeah. It, it became Christmas, yeah. Yeah, Yule, and then it was like the, the, the Christianity thing with the Jesus, and then it became uh, commercialized with, with Santa Claus, and then... Yada, yeah. yada, yada. And speaking of Santa, that's uh, bringing us... Oh, y- you know what else is coming up? What's that? Life Day. It Yeah, yeah, Life Day <laughs> is coming up. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're doing... Uh, no, you don't have to worry. We're not doing the 1977... or I'm sorry, 1978 uh, Star Wars holiday special. We're doing the 2020... The Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're also, uh, speaking of Santa, we're covering Klaus. Uh, And I know I said we wouldn't be doing holiday specials on this show, but 
I really wanted to watch the Star Wars one, and I knew I would have to leverage something to get that. And so I knew Kai really wanted to do Klaus, so... I mean, I know you wanted to watch Klaus anyway. It's such a pretty movie that you're willing to get go get out of your Santa bias to watch it. I'll be honest. If I hadn't wanted to see the Star Wars thing, I would never have watched Klaus. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Like, I, it's just... it. It's got Santa, so it falls into Christmas, and that means it's something I will probably forget exists. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, no, I literally only did this so I could watch Star Wars and I had way more fun with Klaus than I did with the Star Wars one, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause, uh, first we got, you know, our weeks and there's no upkeep this week. Uh, DuckTales is back on hiatus and there's no other series we're both keeping up with as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Uh... But, uh, you know, just uh, because I don't know what... I I know what my week entails, but I don't know what Kai's week entails. I'm just going to throw this out there. (coughs) Yeah. There will be... There could be some light spoilers, yes. Yeah. uh, I don't know what your week is, and we'll get into that in a second, but I know my week will have spoilers. Uh, I don't know if it'll be for something anyone is really interested in. And I will try to keep my spoilers light on mine because it is a big thing that I know yeah. a lot of people were looking forward to. Uh, but yeah, uh, but I'll, I'll try to keep it light. I'll try, but uh, some things have to... Some of my... Ish, we'll get there. Uh, and then also just for the stuff we watched. Yeah. Uh, spoilers for that too. Yeah. Uh, this whole show is spoilers. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Kai, how was your week? Um. Well, since it's the holiday season, getting the posting my Amazon wish list and being like, hey, you know, if you want to get me something, you can. Don't feel obligated. You know, like if you want to, you can. You know, and then, uh. Uh, getting a few gifts in the mail from various people. Um, one of them nice. I can't open yet because uh, my friend Blake has forbidden me from opening it until Christmas. So uh. I gotta wait to open it. Uh, I did get two other gifts though at the moment. One I got from KP, who sent mm-hmm. me the um, t- a Toriyama Dragon Quest art book. Ooh, that must be fun to look at. Yeah, there's a lot of really great illustrations in it. It's it's real cool. Yeah. Um, my only complaint about it is um that there was there was more commentary about the creation of the art. Yeah, it's... that that's like all the fun of an art book generally. Yeah, I mean the the, the illustrations really nice, and it's really nice to have them all right in front of me and to look at and like for uh maybe use in my own per- like I would definitely love to use some of these monsters in um certain types of um tabletop games. Mm. Like I I've, I've been thinking about playing Ryutama and I would definitely want to use Dragon Quest monsters for like the art for the all the monsters that you would fight in Ryutama cuz it's very appropriate. 
But yeah. um and then another friend of mine sent me uh I haven't built a gun plot in a while. Um for my birthday they sent me a uh, a little kit that has like files and like a little like some tweezers and like like the cutters and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, this is because I was using my dad's stuff for a while and I didn't have my own stuff that I used to yeah. build Gunpla. So now I've got this little thing that just has all the stuff I need. And they sent me the um one 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 forty four scale high grade uh, Leo from Gundam Wing. Yeah, you you showed me that after you built it, and I gotta say, uh, I I have one of those little kits too. The little uh, oh. Gunpla Builders kits. Yeah, I, I got them because those tools are useful. And if you're working with miniatures or plastic model kits of any sort, they're useful. Uh, a hobby knife, uh, files, and emery boards and stuff like that. They're all absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. Tweezers, too. I, I get a lot of use out of the tweezers. And I've supplemented it with, with other stuff that more specialized. But mm-hmm. yeah, those little kits are fantastic. Yeah, I got the, uh, I I added some of my other stuff that I had been using for Gunpla into it. I have like a pair of nail clippers that I used occasionally that I put in there. No, cl- um, yeah, nail clippers are good as flush cutters uh as for a certain point, but you really want to get a good pair of flush cutters after a while cuz I I've noted yeah, uh, we- I used nail clippers for a long time and uh the curved nature yeah. of them can sometimes mess with the uh the plastic stress it yeah yeah uh which, which works uh, if you're if you want to make a uh a uh battle damaged version yeah 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 uh sorry uh, no you're fine uh but i did i mean the, it does have the side cutters is it that um i do find that the nail clippers are good for getting at the really small um Stuff that mm. I don't care about that had if it had stress cuts on it, I wouldn't care. Like the little um, polycaps. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't care less if those have stress on them because they're going inside of the Gundam, so I'm not gonna see them. Yeah, that's true. Um, it didn't. I would. I would honestly. This particular kit. Um, this along with like um the Jim Jim from Build Fighters and uh specific Zaku 2s. I want like a squad of these little guys. Yeah. For sure. Th- th- that's always fun with grunts. With uh, grunt kits or grunt figures. Yeah. I would recommend this kit for people who've never built one. It's really... I built it in like two days. Like really easily. Yeah. The high, the high grades in general are usually just real real fun. Uh, they're good for starters. and But they, they also have... Mm-hmm. Complexity all their own. Well, I wouldn't say complexity, but they're they're not easy enough that it's a cakewalk, but it, they're not so complex that it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, and there's variable complexity with the high grades. Some high grades can be pretty complex, but other ones like this one are, like, piss easy to, like, understand yeah. and build. Um, I, I want to see if his hands are compatible with any of my other... Uh, 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 accessories that I have on some of my other kits. Uh, some of them might. Uh, a lot of those yeah. things are meant to be interchangeable. Um, it really just depends. Because I think maybe with uh, other... Maybe, like, if you have any other grunt vehicles, I, I don't know if it'd be... If 
there would be interchangeability with like maybe uh something like a Rick Dom or uh mm-hmm. or or maybe like uh one of those fancier Gundams. Yeah. Uh, but the other like mass production GMs or mobile suits, I mean, type things. Yeah, he can probably definitely hold the one of the hyper bazookas on my uh camphor. Um and probably hit one of his shotguns. I'll, but I don't know if I would ever want to display him with the shotgun because I love having the camphor with the double shotties out. Yeah, I'll be real with you. I really like the Leo's actual gun. It it's one of my favorite guns from all of Gundam. Oh yeah, the just the 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 submachine gun that it has. Yeah. Yeah, the sub with the uh, the ported barrel and the. The sight on the end that has like the little lens on it. I, I just really like that yeah. gun. I personally really like the Zaku two the Zaku two machine gun. Yeah. Uh which one? Or the the, uh, the one with the uh, the disc magazine on top? At the yeah, offset I like the, sight? I like the disc magazine on on the side yeah, actually. That, like the uh oh yeah yeah with zaku like t- guns i always sorry go on i also like the tommy gun looking one like the, yeah that the, one's good too with the drum but anyway yeah i always liked the uh for zaku's i always liked um it, it i think it was like a beam rifle type thing it had the um the grip on the side mm-hmm. and then the grip on the bottom You know yeah. which one I'm talking about? Uh, vaguely. There's so many different fucking... Alright, hold on. I'll... I, I really want to get, get the... i a picture for you. I really want to get the big sniper rifle from the Zaku 1 custom that was in Unicorn. Yeah. I know exactly which one you're talking about. That one was sick. I also yeah. like the AK-47 looking things that the uh, Gira Zulus have in Unicorn 2. Mhm. They're really neat. Um but yeah. Uh he could probably hold the submachine gun on my Easy 8. It's just that the colors wouldn't match cuz the Easy 8's a little um ammo thing is is white. Yeah. Probably still hold it though. I mean, if I really wanted to, I could have the Easy 8 displayed with the beam rifle. I mean, paint the little thing, the little machine gun bit green to match the uh Leo, if I really wanted to display it that way. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. It also comes with... Mm. It comes with that and beam sabers, and that's really about it. And it has, like, a... You can have it with the shield on its shoulder or, like, a plain shoulder. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, like, the uh, proportions are kind of... It's really weird seeing them up close, because you don't really think about it until you put it next to, like, a another kid or see it but like the leo has really long fucking legs yeah they they have like a tiny little torso then long ass legs and then kind of stubby arms too and then their little like rectangle head yeah and the other thing about it is is that the 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 um the kits from that timeline 
all the Gundams from that timeline do the scaling are smaller. The mo all the mobile suits are smaller compared to all the Universal Century mobile suits. Like on mm. average, they're like they're like a few meters shorter compared to yeah. the Universal Century mobile suits. So when he's standing next to all my other uh, all my other suits are mobile Universal Century, so he's like a head shorter than all <laughs> of them. Yeah. So yeah, um, this is the one I was talking about. I had to find a picture. Oh yeah, this one. The uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I, I've seen this one. This one's really cool with the other uh, side drum. No, yeah. it doesn't have a drum on it. Oh, I, I was looking at the shoulder. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. There's also the uh, the I like the 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 one that's like the big Gatling gun that has the uh the belt, the belt fed. Uh, oh, you mean on the Gauf? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, on well, there was one on the on the the Guff custom with the shield Gatling, but there's also one for Azaku where it has like the uh, the ammo drum on the back and it's belt fed and it attaches to the. Uh, yeah, I, I I know what you're talking about now. I think it might have been on the Zaku three, but I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, um. And I might be getting another present other than the one that, um, that I can't open. But you know, nice. I also watched. Um, I think I'm gonna talk about the YouTube thing before I talk about the actual show I watched. Um, okay. Uh, there's a YouTube channel I think I mentioned once or twice. Quentin reviews. Yeah. He does all kinds of stuff. Um, he recently did a video with uh our. our I, I wanted. I was about to say buddy, but we don't really know him. But we're fans of him. <coughs> Excuse me. We're the kids. Uh, oh yeah. He did a video with him where they talked about some of the more obscure Rankin Bass animated stuff that they did. You know, it's funny. I was just earlier this week. I was really thinking, like, I'd really like to see some Rankin Bass stuff that has nothing, like Rankin Bass. Uh, Stop animated stuff, stop motion stuff, or claymation stuff, yeah. whatever they want to call it, that has nothing to do with Christmas. I, I just think that's an interesting medium, and I'd like to see more of specifically their style. Like, I wish there was like a whole series of like Halloween specials or something. There is one Halloween special. They did do one Halloween special. Okay. Uh, which they talked about in that video, actually. Alrighty, well let's let's hear about it. Uh, it was they talked about. Uh, it was, it was like he Quentin already did a uh, a video about how the all the Rankin Bass Christmas stuff is in its own like cinematic universe, so to speak. Yeah. Um. But then they were like, he was like, I want to do a pseudo sequel to that video, and then he talked about how he wanted to have someone on, and he knew that Worthy Kids was like a big fan of all the Rankin Bass. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's fairly obvious in most of the stuff he's done in Blender that he really likes the Rankin Bass look. He specifically, at the end of the video, he specifically talked about one of the things he likes about the Rankin Bass stuff is that, like, that whenever a Rankin Bass puppet makes, like, an O face, it looks like a little, like, teardrop, and it's just like a little ooh, ooh, ooh yeah. kind of face, and he constantly uses that face in a lot of his animations. He does. He really does. Yeah, he talked about that and that <sighs> was super fun. Yeah. They also talked about like the um 
the direct the animation director for all those stop motion films uh i forget his name but he's a, a japanese man and because a lot of that stuff was done overseas mm-hmm. um, but and most of them up to a certain point were done by this one specific guy who was like kind of uncredited in a lot of ways you know mm. yeah uh and i and highly recommend if you have any uh passion for the animated medium in general, I think it's interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, uh, and they, there's some weird specials they talked about and, like, shows that I've never even heard of. Like, there was a... They did a weird Pinocchio show at one point. I think I remember seeing a little bit of that, actually. Yeah. And then, like, um... They also did a, uh... The Origin of Smokey the Bear... Special? Really? Yeah, really. Yeah. It had songs and everything in it. And it's the origin story of Smokey the Bear. It's wild. And they talked about this one St. Patrick's Day special about leprechauns. <laughs> so they just did a bunch of holiday stuff all around. Yeah, they they did it because they were they were super successful because of the Rudolph shit that they tried to like bank on the uh, holiday. Catch lightning twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the last thing to talk about was the last Rankin Bass thing that was ever produced by the studio, which was the Life and Times of Santa Claus. Hmm. Which is the based on the um, the, I forget his name. The, the author of Wizard of Oz, Bomb R.L. Al bomb or however you something like it's that. Bomb, yeah. It's something bomb. Something bomb. Uh, there's also a 2D animated version of that story as well, and it's like, hmm. what if Santa Claus was like a weird fantasy epic, <laughs> and it's like Santa Claus was like raised by fairies and like these immortals, and there's like a uh, war. There's a war with these creatures called the Ogwai that are like. About like the fear, like putting fear in children. There's a fucking scene where one of the fairies, like the Ogwai, make a at least in the stop motion film. There's there's a scene where the Ogwai are like, aha, we have a dragon. It's a fucking giant Chinese dragon, and one of the fairies just flies up to it and pulls out a wand and blocks all of its fire and catches it on fire, and then it turns to a fucking flower. Okay. It's sick as hell, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. I don't want to spoil too much about the actual video and then the stuff they talk about, but that's the general gist of it. I highly recommend it. Alrighty. Uh, the other thing that I watched was I... I'm not all the way cut up, but I watched the first ten... Yeah, ten episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen. That's interesting. I I started reading it. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I dropped it because at least maybe the manga site I was reading it on was missing a bunch of chapters or something like that. But I just felt like it had really whacked out pacing. Mm. Uh, uh, but but what have you what have you thought? Uh, I really like it. Uh, honestly, um, I. The, the animation is really nice, and so and the music is fucking sick. Uh, 
the uh listen i I know that we like to make fun of the shonen anime protagonist stereotype, but sometimes yeah. I, I mean, do I do just like me a dumb good boy. Yeah, I mean, I when I'm making fun of it, it's with love because I genuinely love the. I mean, I love shonen anime and shonen manga and all that. I, I love the stereotype too. I also like seeing you know deconstructions of it, and I like seeing different takes on it, but. I do genuinely like it. I, I'm not one of, the, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but what? I can't remember his name. But he he's a good he's a good egg. It, uh, Itadori. Itadori. Yeah, he's a good egg. Yeah, he's a good boy. There's nothing wrong with just having a good boy. Um, yeah. I mean that that trope can be done well. Yeah, I I don't know if you'll agree with me on this. Um, mm-hmm. but the feeling mm-hmm. I took away from, by the time I stopped reading it, I think I was in like, I was like 111 chapters in when I stopped reading. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a mix of, uh, Naruto and Bleach. It feels more Yu Hakusho than it does Bleach. Especially with all the huh. weird powers. Yeah, I do see that. Yeah, it feels more Yu Yu Hakusho. To me. It, it, yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. It it. I guess maybe it's just because like you have the. Sort of organization they're working for that makes me think of Bleach. Yeah. And also, also just the way Itadori looks reminds me of Ichigo a little bit. You could definitely see the uh, inspiration, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but the way powers work definitely do does feel more like Yu Yu Hakusho. I'll agree with you there. Yeah, I, I like the power system of uh, the Jujutsu uh, abilities. Yeah. They're all weird and interesting. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Point I the the reason though I say it feels like that mixed with Naruto is because the trio or say the quartet really feels like. The Naruto quartet of Kakashi, Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura, except yeah. Sasuke's not a piece of shit. Yeah, I love him. And uh, Sakura just... is different, but not different, but still underdeveloped. Okay, here's the thing about the the quote-unquote the Sakura. I'm like, okay, I get what Yuji is. I get what his character archetype is. I get what um, the other guy is. I get what his archetype is. And then this weirdo girl shows up and I'm like I don't understand who you are and I love it you're just a yeah. weirdo <laughs> she, she's just a weird country bumpkin who wants to like live it up in the big city and do like fashionable city person things yeah and she's also just and, weird <laughs> yeah and her power with the, the straw dolls is also It's like, they pointed out, like, it's kind of creepy, her power. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, I've seen that thing in, like, other anime and manga. It's always the creepy kid who feels wronged by someone doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and we know that jujutsus are a reflection of the person that... Oh, the person, yeah. 
Yeah, of the person. Like, they're, the, the jujutsu you create is a reflection of who you are. So yeah. you, can't, you can't really, like, pick what you get, you know? Yeah. Which, it's a lot like stands, where you could probably get a lot about a character just from, like, examining what, what their power says. You know what their stand can do, what their power says about them, because it's a reflection of who they are? Yeah. I mean, and I think I really want to, I mean, I don't know how much they get into what that power says about her, but maybe not at all, I don't know. She's spiteful. Like, that. that's literally... I can get behind uh, that. I, I don't think that's, um... That's not a spoiler, because... Uh, here's a spoiler. They don't fucking develop her at all. Mm. Like, she's just a cool, weird girl who can contribute to the fight, but I, I feel like the only characters who get actual development are some of the villains, Itadori and the teacher. Hmm. Uh, and then that's me getting 111 chapters in and being like, the pacing's not great, no one has enough development, and it, yeah, it, it, I, I just dropped it again. This is my second time dropping it. Uh, I when it when the season of the anime finishes, I would like to do it to see if they maybe fix anything in the anime. Mm. The pacing, I, pacing could probably be fixed in the anime. Yeah. Um, yeah. My issue with the pacing was, um, I'm sorry that I'm butting in so much on your week. Um, Go ahead. Uh, my issue with the pacing was they're ostensibly at a school. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they just go from action thing to action thing to action thing. And we never really get to see, A, their team develop, their teamwork develop. Mm. And we don't get to see their personalities develop and their dynamic develop. Mm. Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten because, far enough in to really see that. Yeah. Um, what What's the last thing that happened that where you're at? Um, what's his fucking name? The weird one of the uh, the cursed guys, the uh, the guy with the silver hair who couldn't like twist bodies. Um, the most human looking one out of them. Okay, so you you're already at the point where yeah, uh, so you're at the point where Itadori is sort of like everyone thinks he's dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, okay. we just met that guy, and we met the the kid who was. Uh, bullied by those kids and was like hey can you show me how to do that yeah in that episode where he first shows up uh the guy who twists people becomes really important um i'll give you that um i mean he he did seem i mean he's one of the big bads so i'm, I'm not surprised yeah yeah um i like that all the uh, big bads that we've seen are like weird <laughs> yeah they they all are um The problem is that the period... Okay. I hate to use Naruto as a... A blueprint, kind of. But it kind of works because it... I don't know. It, it's probably the one that I have most, like... 
of a bond to, so to speak. Well, well, I, I think it's appropriate considering that, like, back when we were young, everything was banking on Dragon Ball, but now it's like everything's banking on Naruto, right? When it comes to Shonen series, yeah. Like the the big influencer of shonen anime has become changed from Dragon Ball to Naruto. It's f- it's either Naruto or One Piece because there's there's some stuff where I definitely feel a stronger One Piece influence. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm thinking things like um, like fairy fairy tale. You could say Rave Master too. I don't remember when Rave Master came out compared to when One Piece came out, but. Um, fairy tale I mean, definitely the, feels more in the vein of One Piece than Naruto. Yeah, especially since the frickin' that artist is really trying real hard to look like Oda's art. Yeah, and it's um, he's not doing a good job of it. No, he's not. Um, but th- there's there's a couple others that I could think of that feel more. Uh, I I can't pull them off the top of my head, but I've seen them. Um, mm-hmm. that feel more like a One Piece than a Naruto, but. That there's a lot that really go for the Naruto feel. Um, yeah. But but point I want to make is... Um, we had a couple chapters where we got to see the dynamic between Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura develop. And Kakashi develop. We, we had first that initial like arc before they really start taking missions. And then you have the whole Land of Waves. Uh, arc, mm. the Zabuza and all that. Yeah, yeah. The time that Jujutsu Kaisen should have spent doing that, spent with the teammates thinking Itadori's dead, and Itadori develop catching up to the rest of his classmates on his own, and introducing mm. the villains. So he has more of a dynamic with villains and the teacher than he does with his teammates. And that was felt throughout a lot of the rest of what I read. Hmm. Can't really comment yet, personally. Yeah, I, I I tried to stay vague about that, but that that is my major gripe, and it is what eventually led me to drop the series. Um. Mm-hmm. I do want to watch the anime though. Um. Yeah, the, an- the anime is gorgeous looking, and also the the opening from a just from a visual perspective, and so the ending too are amazing. Just like yeah, yeah, I, I remember. Music. Yeah, I remember one of the times Rad came on. He was talking about the uh, ending for uh, Jujutsu, and I ended up yeah. watching it. And I was like, "Yeah, that that's pretty damn fun." Um, uh, that wasn't when he was on. It was um when we were just chilling. At one, it was off that's podcast. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was off podcast. That, he talked right. about that. And that was one of the things that got me to, like, check it out was him talking about it. Yeah. that That's what led me to hunt it down, too, to read. Um, yeah. I will say the reason why I want to see the anime is that I think a lot of my issues could be solved with just filler. Just filler episodes here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, because the series acts like they've had time to develop a rapport mm. that really only Itadori and uh, I can never remember anyone's name, but the guy that introduced that that introduced him to the world of Jujutsu, 
Mm-hmm. I can't remember uh, Fushi, his name. F- Fushiguro. Fushiguro, yeah. Um, that's the classmate, right? Uh, like the, the uh, teammate. The, the teammate with the, the the Shikigami, yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fushiguro, yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, I understand why he and Fushiguro have a dynamic and a rapport a little bit because they had that of a few adventures that you've already seen, and but he doesn't really have much of a dynamic with her, mm-hmm. and I can't remember her name either. Um, um, I I had I looked this up earlier actually. I think it's with a K. Um, hold on, I'm gonna look this up. It's gonna bug me. Nobara Kugisaki. Nobara Fujisaki. Right. Yeah, ku- um, Kugisaki. 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 I knew it was with a K. Kugisaki. Sorry. Yeah. Um. It it acts like he had time to really develop a rapport and a sense of trust with Kugisaki and with um, Fushiguro that I don't feel the actual content of the series reflects. It wasn't earned. Yeah, but just a couple filler episodes Mm -hmm. could completely correct that. Yeah, totally. Um, It might might help with the pacing, too. Yeah, oh, for sure. And so that's why I would be curious to see the anime. Yeah. And... This is a case where filler <laughs> fillers needed. Uh, the author uh, was probably so worried about filler getting called this so much filler and unneeded stuff, and mm-hmm. ed- or maybe his editor was like, "No, I just gotta cut all this shit. Just get back to the action." Um, I, I don't know, but yeah, there are sorry. Some, no, no, there are sorry. some series that lend themselves if you write it well. There are some series that lend themselves to having filler because of their large casts. Like, yeah. Hero Aka has some pretty good filler, actually. Yeah, I don't... It's been so long since I watched seasons one and two of Hero Aka that I don't remember what was filler in that. I mean, the best filler for me personally, and this is personal bias, is we... When they were doing the uh, the internships, we got to see an episode uh, that was not in the manga, which was Froppy on her internship doing her thing. Oh, yeah. I do yeah. remember that now. Yeah, and I'm like, this should have been in the manga. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a l- something about anime that just makes it a little easier. Um also, they had the time to know, oh, this character is incredibly popular. Let's, ha- let's take some time to figure out how to, you know, Develop uh, her. give her more screen time. Yeah. Honestly, I would... Uh, that I the would, manga artist might not have had time to. Sorry, go on. I Honestly, I would be okay if she just got, like, a side gag manga about her and the other characters we don't get a lot of focus on. Her and her, uh, she used to get, uh, like, little four-coma bonuses that would show up at the end of chapters. Yeah. Uh, like, the she had that story with the snake-headed girl. Yeah, very From her middle school. Very good. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, she would be perfect for a, uh, like, a Rock Lee-style 
chibi spinoff. I was literally thing. about to say I would love a Rockley style chibi spinoff, but it's about Su Yu and all the other characters in Hiroaka who don't get a lot of screen time or focus. Yeah, uh, and I, this isn't to say that I don't like um, the My Hero Academia Vigilantes uh, spinoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't followed it for quite a while, but I was enjoying it while I was reading it. I was just sort of like, then they had one arc where I was like, all right, yeah, I, I see why they did this, but I don't really, yeah, yeah. Um, Uh, but I would gladly take a spinoff of just Su- like a four coma gag manga spinoff for Tsuyu and some of the lesser seen uh, characters, or just mm-hmm. her own cast, like the snakehead girl and her family, her because her family all look fun. Um, yeah, I would read a manga just about them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'd also like to see. I I think I'd also enjoy a spinoff of just Class Two. Oh yeah, with Tetsu Tetsu and the uh, the big hand girl and the uh, freaking what's her name May, and the uh, I forget he she showed up again recently. The kid who could like mind control people. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, that's not class two. Oh, I was thinking of the side. I was adding the sidekick character in. No, um, May's the mechanic girl, right? She's from a different track, different course yeah, she, track. Yeah. And uh, but Tetsu she's Tetsu not class. The... I'm talking to Tetsu Tetsu. Sorry, go on. Tetsu Tetsu is from class two. Yeah, the, the, the kid who could Tetsu make his Tetsu, skin iron. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the iron skin kid and the kid who has like a comp inferiority complex about class one A, and the martial arts girl. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they would work. Yeah. Um, the only thing I know about Vigilantes is that one scene where, uh, freaking, uh, I forget his name, Eraserhead, the, the teacher, fights, uh, Knuckle Duster, and he's like, why can't I beat this old man? He just punches really hard. <laughs> like, he's not even, doesn't even have a quirk, he just punches real hard. Yeah, that, that, that was a pretty, yeah, I remember that, that was a pretty good scene. Um, the thing that sort of, like, to me, it was the jumping the shark. Was they gave Hero Killer Stain an origin story in Vigilantes? Yeah. Mm, yeah, that like you yeah, see I how he you... became Hero Killer Stain. That's you can't do that in Vigilantes. That has to be something in the main manga if you're gonna do that. Yeah. You know, like yeah, he was originally a vigilante, like the characters, and I mean, then he just sense. became so disillusioned with the hero system and all that they was like no nah, i'm just gonna start killing them all i mean that that tracks right yeah tracks i just didn't like it for some reason i don't know um I mean, my favorite thing about stain is how he's just a giant parody of like rob liefeld characters rob liefeld and mcfarlane yeah mcfarlane mcfarlane like the the 90s era of superheroes yeah but but specifically those two yeah actually you know what more than rob liefeld just all of image comics yeah basically just image in general uh like young blood he also young bloods of uh, the max yeah the max uh, spawn 
Yeah. Uh, a little bit Savage Dragon, but not really. Not really. But yeah. Uh, but he he definitely feels like a Spawn villain. Yeah. And then they 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 kind of like took that trope of like the villain who licks his blades and made it like a power and gave him a reason to yeah. do it. And it's like, it's real good, actually. Yeah. And then we got a bunch of cool, like, the all the League of Villains characters are just, like, Stain fanboys and girls. Yeah. But we could probably talk about more about that when we eventually talk about Piroaka. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry I kind of butted in on your week. No, uh, you're good. Um, you had something to say. It was just a coincidence. But, yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed what I've seen so far. Um... I like the the three second year students, uh, the kid who can only speak in rice ball fillings, and the panda, and the girl who ha- who can only use curse weapons and doesn't have curse energy of her own. Oh man, yeah. Um, they get more development, all of them, <laughs> than uh, Kugisaki. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, re- I really like the kid. Who can only speak in rice ball fillings? It's real funny, dude. Yeah, that's just um. God, I want to talk about him so bad, but I don't want to give you spoilers. Yeah, no, I'll I'll, I'll see for myself. Yeah, did there? Oh God, you're so close to um. Ha- have you seen the 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 Kansai kids yet? The kids from Kyoto. No, I oh, mean the the big buff guy and the uh the sister of the the cursed item girl yeah yeah i saw them when they especially that guy was like what kind of women do you like i like tall women with huge asses <laughs> yeah like what who and then i remember oh they did that scene already yeah totally they did that scene already i think that was later in the manga mm. i mean it was before the uh the big the quote-unquote tournament arc that's supposed to be that they're leading up to you know. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. I thought you'd only gone to see like the first meeting, and not so. The are they like right before the tournament arc? It's like uh, a month after Itadori uh, has gone through his like training of watching movies, and he's about to go on his first mission since going through his training. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Okay. Now I know where you are. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, it's not too early. Sorry. Um. Yeah. And then I remember, and then when he said that, I remembered that scene where Itadori introduced himself to the principal and says, "I like women like Jennifer Lawrence." And I'm like, "Hmm, hmm. I wonder yeah. if those two would get along." <laughs> but anyway, that's that's me. Yeah. Okay. Um. I'll sit back. Crack open a nice ice cold one. Oh no. Uh. Please excuse our technical difficulties. Uh-oh. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, uh, we're gonna get into the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. We'll see you then. Now back to our show. Help. Okay, Polly, you ready to play a little bit of music? No. 
Now, wait, this is the Nick Winter Show, and I do the entertaining. Thank you. Let's go out with something really hot for these folks. A big hit out of 77. A Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. How about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask. Did he scare you as much as he scared me? Ah! Star Wars! Those near in Star Wars! My seventh winner up here! Star Wars! Hey! Welcome back, everybody. Acme Podcast Incorporated. Uh, we're gonna get into the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, yeah. Came out 2020. Uh, it was a TV short. Uh, it was directed by Ken Cunningham and written by David Shane. Animation department was uh, the director of animation was Chris Buckley, supervised by uh, Frederick Fass, and the animation lead was uh, Garrett Fellhauer. I'll say this about. Star Wars, Lego Star Wars, just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, for a long time, and kind of still, it's one of the only things that Star Wars related that I genuinely enjoy. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah. Lego. Movies and specials, they, they, they bring the same energy to everything they do. Uh, all Lego movies, Lego specials, whatever. It, it's always the base, par- the base license made funny. Yep. On purpose. Yep. Uh, and it's nice. You know, it, it's refreshing. It, it, um, it very much uh, reminded me particularly in the tone of how the Emperor acted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminded me of the Robot Chicken Star Wars specials and, to a lesser extent, the uh, the Family Guy uh, Star Wars episodes. Yeah, the, the, the Emperor's like whole deal is very much in line with the Robot Chicken Emperor, just being like a selfish, whiny asshole. Yeah, who does not care for Darth Vader. <laughs> Does not care for him. Uh, look at this guy. Uh, my new apprentice. Hey. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Um, this is the my favorite joke of that. By the way, I just want to say my favorite joke in all in this special was this is the worst speech since Jar Jar's Senate speech. Um, I think my favorite part was where they just, it's Rey and Vader continually falling through the portals, sucking more and more history figures with them. And so there's like five Obi-Wans and 
six Anakins and they're all a bunch of clone troopers and a bunch of stormtroopers and they're all fighting on Tatooine on the 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 Lars uh, farm stead and yeah that, that was my favorite scene that bit where like the three of ones are like hello and then fucking the legless uh, freaking Darth Maul just shows up <laughs> and he's like dragging himself on the ground yeah uh, stupid. Uh, but yeah, I ended up revisiting the the Robot Chicken Star Wars specials. Watched all three of them in like mm-hmm. one day. I I watched this and then I immediately watched those, and then the next day I tried rewatching the uh, Family Guy ones. But I got like ten minutes into the first one, and I was like, oh, I just cannot stomach Family Guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. Robot Chicken is far from perfect either, but Star Wars specials hold up a lot better. Yeah, just in general, Robot Chicken has a lot of really tasteless jokes, but the Star Wars specials on their own are like they're they're pretty good, honestly. Yeah, I feel like when was the last time Venture Brothers was on there? Was that twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? Mm, twenty eighteen, I think. I think that's the last time I saw a new uh, robot chicken. Or at least it was the last time I saw a robot chicken. Um, In general. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was new or not. but um, I feel like they, they kind of improved a little bit more over time. They tried to stop being shit. Oh no, it's still running. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's still putting out new stuff. Yep. But yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, uh, but anyway, the the Lego one, uh, they got Billy D. Williams. <laughs> they did get Billy D. Williams about to be freaking uh, Lando. Lando. They also got um, Kelly Marie Tran. To play uh, Rose Tico again. Yeah. And then the only other like movie Star Wars character they got back was Matthew Wood. Oh. Really? And he's the uh, Revenge of the Sith voice for General Grievous. Huh. Uh, but in this, he voices... Um, Dio and Kylo Ren. Huh. Well, interesting. It's it's weird seeing some of this stuff in the context of someone who's only seen The Force Awakens and hasn't seen the other two of the new trilogy. You know what I mean? You haven't seen the other two? No, and I don't want to. <laughs> After all I've heard... Last Jedi's good. Man, man, Last Jedi's fucking good. I don't care what anyone else fucking says. That's the best of the new trilogy. I mean, it's not really a high bar from what I've heard. Okay. But that, but again, I don't know. I'll, 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 I will say... I'm going to reserve judgment until I see them for myself, I guess. Okay. Rise of the Skywalker is shit. It's a piece of shit. I hate it. Um, Last Jedi, probably... I liked it better than Force Awakens, and I liked Force Awakens, um, 
I think I like The Last Jedi more than I like about half of The Clone Wars. The TV show, not... I like it more than I like all of Attack of the Clones. Um, I think it's better than any of the prequels. I mean, which is a low bar. The, also, it's a, it's a it's a low bar, and Attack of the Clones is the, in my opinion, is the worst one. It's my opinion the worst one too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the worst. Phantom Star Wars Menace film. is the best of the prequels. Yeah, it is. There's some cool stuff in Episode Three, but it's not a good movie. No, the 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 lightsaber fights in that are pretty cool. Yeah, I just the characters are so terribly written in that yeah. one specific, especially um, Padme. She's so awful yeah. in that movie. And then like all the anyway. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. The prequels are a mess. They're bad. Um. Anyway. Honestly, I like. I think, in defense of the Last Jedi, I think I like it more than Return of the Jedi. I'm one of those people that actually likes Return of the Jedi. I am too. It was the first Star Wars movie I saw. I yeah. have an inordinate amount of love for it. I think all. I think. I think Empire's better. But I like Return of the Jedi more than the first Star Wars. Yeah, I think all three of the original trilogy are great. Personally, I don't. Think oh, they not, are. No, no, no. no. There's that. not a weak one among them. But I just, I definitely like the second two more than the first one, and I like, mm-hmm. I like the Last Jedi more than I like Return. Yeah, I think that Star Wars, as of now. Basically, anything that doesn't have to do with the mainline stuff is usually good. I mean, that's how it's always been. Mm-hmm. Well, at least the, since the original The expanded trilogy. universe was always... What? At least since the original trilogy, yeah. Uh, I will... Okay. Um... See, that's difficult, because most of the extended universe came after Return of the Jedi, so that's, like, no shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like, it's, But it's what facts. I mean is, like, most of the supplementary stuff came after the original trilogy ended, so you can't really compare supplementary stuff to when the original trilogy was happening. No, you're, you're correct. Um, you're correct. But yeah, extended. The movies have always been my least favorite thing about Star Wars. Genuinely, mm-hmm. it's always been the supplement. It's always been the books and the comics and the video games. Yeah. Those are the things that really drew me into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about this. It was fun. Should we just give, like, a recap of it? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so, it's Life Day, uh, on, uh, Kashyyyk, and freaking uh, Finn and, uh, Rey. Rey's trying to teach Finn and how Poe. to be- And Poe. Rey's trying to teach Finn how to be a Jedi, and she feels like she's doing a bad job. And so she goes to this temple, uh, that only- 
it supposedly can be opened on life day and there's like a, a kyber crystal there that on life day yep. allows someone to travel through time yep she opens up a portal she jumps through meets some jedi meets some sith yeah and it's just like we're just gonna go through all of the super famous scenes from a lot of these movies and that's just like riff on them or like remix them or do something stupid with them and then yeah. we're gonna see the emperor and the emperor's gonna be you know a whiny little bitch and we're gonna make fun of Darth Vader a little bit and we're gonna make fun of Kylo Ren a little bit especially the scene where he doesn't have his shirt off <laughs> yeah. uh. I've just given the orders to the to the naval I mean navy <laughs> Oh, that was pretty good. Uh, like I know, I know the joke is supposed to be he's distracted by the fight, doesn't have his shirt on, but it read to me as like, man, you're really having the hots for this guy, huh? <laughs> yeah, it read to it, me as real gay. Yeah, uh, it, it, I definitely see that reading, but um, Huck's absolutely going with context from the movies. Huck's absolutely detests Ren. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not going to stop people from shipping them, unfortunately. In fact, it's going to encourage people to ship them. Yeah. I mean, it, it's to the point where you find out in... Uh... Do you care about spoilers? Not really. In in uh, Rise of the Sky, where you find out, oh, Hux has been leaking information to the Resistance just because he wants to see Ren fail. That's really good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but um, we get some stuff with like the Emperor and Kylo Ren, and eventually the Emperor's like, "Hey, I want that the Rock," and Ray traveling through time trying to like you know get the Rock back. Shenanigans, and while that's happening, Poe and Finn are trying to plan this Life Day party with Chewbacca, and, and failing. Rose. Yeah, and Rose, and failing. And we also see Chewbacca's yeah. flaming from the original holiday special. Yeah. You see uh, Grandpa and Lumpy and... The mom, yeah. The mom. I can't remember the... Have you ever seen the original holiday special? Nope. I've only ever seen it, like, riffed on. I've never actually watched it. I have had the misfortune of watching it. Oh, no. Um, My high school TV production teacher had a bootleg VHS of it. Oh. Um, and he brought it in before uh, winter break one year uh, as a treat. And, oh. Treat, huh? I'll say, yeah. Like, it was, oh. Everyone was so drunk and so high. <laughs> it, oh. That's definitely that's definitely a movie you get drunk to. Oh no, yeah, for sure. But I mean, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, and yeah. <laughs> everyone was so fucking drunk. B. Arthur was blasted, even. Also, like, all, I remember all the scenes with Luke in that movie, and he sounds like a fucking robot. His delivery yeah. is so... He's more wooden than fucking Pinocchio in those specials. In that special, rather. Yeah. Yeah. 
that that's accurate. Also, uh, this was the last thing he filmed before his motorcycle accident. Oh, huh, wild. Uh, so it it's the last footage you have of him before the uh, uh, plastic surgery to like fix the scarring that changed his look completely between episode four and the second half of, uh, not the second half, but like the, the post Bantha scene, not post the post Wampa scenes of, uh, empire. Yeah. It, it's just, it's so like, I've heard of phoning it in, but he like had like a fucking Nokia phone in a bathroom phoning it in. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <sighs> Man. Uh, I will say, the best part of that, of watching that actually, was... Um, watching the 1977 commercials. Yeah, yeah. Two very boring minutes later. I don't know. I, I just... I, I love seeing old commercials. Both print and television. Uh, anyway. Yeah, time travel shenanigans happen while that's happening. Uh, Ray learns a lesson about, you know, being a teacher. Yada, yada, yada. You know how it is. They beat Palpatine, and there's a really good scene of Palpatine being like, he's going down the energy shaft, and he's like, that was a real jerk to Vader, huh? You know what? I'm gonna change my ways. Papa Palpatine is on his way to turning over a new leaf, Boom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Real good. They, they uh. did that same joke in one of the uh, Robot Chicken Star Warses. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, he's falling down the the shaft. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In addition to that, uh, they also, you know, have a... A ripping uh, holiday or life day party at the end. Everyone shows up. Lando's there. Max Rebo's there. Greedo's there somehow. Yeah. Uh, don't worry about it. McClunky. They make a you, who shot first joke because, of course, they do. Yeah. Would you like to shoot first? Oh, please, after you. Oh uh, yeah, you see both Hans. Yeah, the both old versions Han, young of Han. Han. Yeah, and then they both yeah. shoot and then they both shoot Greedo. <laughs> Greedo, not Greedo. Greedo. Greedo, yeah. They both shoot him and it's just like stupid. Yeah. Uh but yeah, there's there's not much to it. It's just it's Lego Star Wars. It's what you expect. Yeah. It it was just a fun little thing. It's like yeah. 25 minutes or something like that. It's 45 minutes, TV actually. Special. 45? Really? Oh. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like 45 minutes. I mean, not including... Oh, okay. I mean, that's not including, like, credits. You know, like, credits yeah, is, like, true. three or four, probably. Yeah. Okay. So it's, like, 40, uh, 40 minutes, actually. But, you know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. That, that yeah. That's really all there is to say about it. Okay. Um... Yeah, we'll we'll take another uh, short break, and when we get back, uh, Klaus. Klaus. See you then. 
Podcasts Incorporated. On Acme Podcasts Incorporated. The season's upon us, it's that time of year. Brandy and eggnog, there's plenty of cheer. There's lights on the trees and there's wreaths to be hung. There's mischief and mayhem and songs to be sung. There's bells and there's holly, the kids are gung-ho. True love finds a kiss beneath fresh mistletoe. Some families are messed up while others are fine. If you think yours is crazy, well, you should see mine. And welcome back, everybody, to Acme Podcast Incorporated. Uh, we're coming back at you again this episode for uh, Klaus 2019, uh, directed by Sergio Pablos, uh, Carlos Martinez Lopez, and, uh, sorry, Sergio Pablos and Carlos Martinez, trying to say that again, uh, directed by Sergio Pablos and Carlos Martinez Lopez. Uh, written by Sergio Pablos uh, for the original story. And then the screenplay by Sergio Pablos, Jim Mahoney, and Zach Lewis. Uh, so yeah, let's let's just get to the voice cast. Uh, got Jason Schwartzman as our uh, protagonist, J- Jesper. Uh, J.K. Simmons as Klaus. Rashida Jones as Alva. Uh, Will Sasso as Mr. Ellingbone. Uh, Neda... Margaret Laba is Margu. I, I don't know who that is. Is that the little, little Sami girl? Either that or the, uh, yeah, I think it's the little Sami girl. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh. Okay. I originally thought I'd only have one thing to say about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was way wrong. But. The one thing I had to say still stands true. This is the best performance Norm Macdonald has given since SNL. Yeah, this is... Well, I don't know. He's really great as Norm the Genie in Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that, yeah. But no, he's my favorite character in this movie. Uh, Mogens. Yeah, Mogens is pretty fun. Um, Joan Cusack as Mrs. Crumb. Uh, that's basically all the named characters. Uh, Kendall Joy Hall is Annalise, but yeah, she's like the only named village girl. <laughs> yeah, so, Mr. Sergio, I I remember when the trailer, the teaser for this movie first came out when Mr. Pablos was working on it. Like, I want to say three or four years ago, actually before yeah you know and i remember seeing it on uh vimeo i think or one of those non-youtube 
type places on Tumblr, mm-hmm. just being like really excited for it because of the the style and how it looked. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, that's a. But Mr. Pablos uh, is a Spanish uh, animator, director, and screenwriter, and he's worked on a lot of stuff. He worked. He was the key animator for Once Upon a Forest. Uh, he was the character designer and animator. Uh, he was a character designer and animator on a Goofy movie. Um, oh shit! Yeah. He was a character designer and animator for Frollo on The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, oh fuck! He's the assistant animator for Hades and Hercules. Uh, he was the supervising animator for Tantor, and character designer, and the vil- visual development artist on Tarzan. Yeah. He's the supervising he, uh, animator. Was... Hmm? You wanted... uh, I was going to say Dr. Doppler on Treasure Planet. Yeah, yeah supervising animator Doppler, and the character designer on that, that movie as well. He worked on Story Little 3, character design supervisor, Monsters vs. Aliens, character designer, Despicable Me story and executive producer, Rio, character designer. Peabody and Sherman, story executive producer. Trolls, story character designer. Wait, he wrote the story for the Trolls movie? Wow. Um, Despicable mm-hmm. Me 3, characters. He created all the characters in Despicable Me. Uh, three, uh, Smallfoot, Ugly Dolls, and Klaus. And he's also working on the new Super Mario Brothers movie that's coming out. Oh, fuck. Wow. So, a, a very accomplished person... In the animation industry. Yeah. But, um... Rio was fun. I remember watching that and enjoying it. I've never actually seen it. Maybe we should do it with, um... I don't know. I don't know what we do it with. Madagascar, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. I I don't know if it's really ripe for Mm -hmm. the show. Because I don't really have much to say about it. I just remember enjoying it. Yeah. Um... Bolt also comes to mind. Bolt could work, yeah. Maybe but Rango. <laughs> Jango, oh yeah, Rango. I liked Rango. Rango's good. I did too. I really liked Rango. I, just I probably hate... have more to say about Rango than I would Rio, but I just hate Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, this is probably one of my favorite. Like we talked about Norman Dobbins. This is probably one of my favorite J.K. Simmons performances not my favorite it's tough for that... me to say because it's every jk simmons performance is my favorite jk simmons performance i mean the best one is j jonah jameson like let's be real like... yeah because it's the one where he doesn't do his own voice <laughs> yeah he's just like he's doing a thing and it's like he was born to play J. Jonah Jameson. I mean, look at him. He really was. Yeah. Uh, but even so, like every all of his performances are my favorite J.K. Simmons performance. He's just he's probably my most like of all the performers I enjoy watching. His is the most consistent performance because I always. It's like a mark of quality almost, you know? I've never seen yeah. him in anything bad. Even the commercials he's in. Like the, the the Farmers commercials? Yeah. Farmers Mutual. We are farmers. Bum, ba da bum ba da bum ba da bum Yep. Um, yeah. Just, but the movie itself, like, I don't... I don't think it can be understated how 
visually gorgeous this fucking movie is. It's fucking phenomenal to look at. It's so damn beautiful. The snow felt like like I felt like I knew exactly what that snow felt like. Yeah. The character design and how it's so uh, I love any character design that's like they really went for more uh stylized caricature-esque yeah. designs and exaggerated features and really went in on the how a character's proportions and whatnot looked. Um, like, I don't know if I... God, do I have a fair design in this movie? There's a lot of really good ones. Like, um, I think my favorite is probably... Um... I think it's Mrs. Crumb. Yeah. Yeah. Just this really thin, like, her face is, like, they really exaggerate how her cheekbones and, like, just uh, the long, um, pointed facial structure. And, like, I liked how that contrasted with the, um, uh, freaking Will Sasso's character, Ellen, Ellen Bow, and how, like, he was very round. And yeah. Squat like they had the the same height, but their 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 weight distribution and how much of their features were different shapes really yeah. like, exaggerated their contrasts. I also like the design of uh, the ginormous Elingbo girl. Oh yeah, uh, she's actually voiced by Pablo's himself. Oh. and he also voices the uh, the big guy on the. Uh, the other side of the, the other family yeah. too. He voices both of them. Yeah, they. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, also, just like I, Klaus. I just thought hers. Hmm. I just what? like Klaus's design. It's just a really good Santa design. Big. Yeah. Uh. It. it yeah. I mean that. They. He looks like the way Santa should look if he was a real person. Well, I mean Saint Nicholas was a real. I mean Saint Nicholas was a real person. Yeah, but that's different from Santa. Yeah. But uh, you know, um, Saint Nicholas was a a Greek man who ran around throwing presents through people's windows, from what I understand. Uh. Oh, it's. I'm not up to date on my saints shit because I don't give two shits. But that's the story I heard. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff about Nicholas. And okay. He, he was Greek, and uh, during the he was it was during the time of the Roman Empire. Uh, lots of stuff about that, and there's like because of like the nature of him, there's a lot of like conflicting, you know, stuff about him as a person. But anyway, um. Yeah. That's the main reason. Like, this is, like, not to just, not to fucking take away from this movie's, um, story or its characters, but its strongest aspect is its visuals, its character design, its animation, everything about that is it's the best thing about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, though I gotta say, I teared up and I, at parts, yeah, like there, there was did. some real heartwarming shit. 
yeah, it, it got me right in the Honey Nut Filios quite a few times, like, genuinely. Yeah. That line about, um, I, it, honestly, you know how, like, that scene at the end of Ratatouille is, like, where he goes on about criticism, and it's, like, one of the best lines in anything ever? I, yeah. This, this movie has that same energy of uh, a single selfless act versus a truly selfless act versus another. Mm-hmm. I think that's a genuinely really good line and up there with some of the best lines in anything. Definitely. Um, I also like... How do I put this? I really wish that we didn't get the liar revealed shit with Jesper at the end. Like, it was kind of, like, pointless. Like, Yeah, that that's why they settled it real quick. They didn't have to do the whole he... Mm-hmm goes away and then comes back. Yeah, cause, cause we already had the, the, the fall of the movie where him and Klaus have like that argument. Like you didn't need to have that scene, right? Yeah. Like I mean, yes, you could have had I would have loved to have had the scene where his dad showed up and it was like this Klaus didn't see it and then they have a conversation and then he still goes back, and it's like it's like this. It's like it serves the same purpose, but it, like you don't have the liar revealed thing that's kind of unnecessary to the film. Yeah. Uh. Which, okay. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of this is inference because I I agree. I could have done without that scene, but it's there, so you know whatever. Um. But the. The grumpiness upon him coming back, I read, after that scene finished and all that, I, I read his grumpiness more as a, mm-hmm. he fucked up the plan. I had this whole plan, and then he comes in and... Yeah. Because <laughs> that, yeah. that, that, it's like, Fucks the grumpiness is own. just completely gone once that scene's over. Yeah, no, you're correct. It's, yeah, I think that's pretty good. It's kind of like a slight subversion of what you think is happening. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Um, I also really like the dad in his design. Uh, yeah. The, the Postmaster General. I don't know. I like yeah. uh, I like how the way he moves and his, um, just his, I like his facial structure and the, the way that they did the, uh, the mutton chops. It's more than mutton chops at that point. It, it's a mutton stash. Yeah, mutton stash. They're specifically called Burnsides. Yeah, Burnsides. But um, my favorite character is definitely the the ship captain, fucking played by Norman Donald. Mogans. Mogans, yeah. he's real good. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's he's just a shit. He's, he's Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald only plays one type of character. Sarcastic asshole. Yeah. I actually uh, followed, uh, when this movie was in production, I actually followed the artist who was the main key animator for Mogans, actually, on Tumblr. Yeah. Um, he, I actually, uh, usually whenever we do these, um, I do these episodes, I try and find, like, pieces of animation or cool things from the shows we talk about or the movies we talk about, and I, I, I went back and I found those pencil tests that that guy actually nice. did for, for, for Mogans. Uh, as well, nice, and a bunch of other production photos. Like there was a, I found a post about with some concept art and whatnot. Um, right on. 
You know what the character design in this movie feels like? It feels like like a children's book. It really it, does. Yeah, like the the way the shapes and the colors are used really feels like a children's book, like something I would have read when I was little. Yeah, it reminds me of one of those like fancy, expensive uh, picture books that would have like the kind of like padded cover. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. With, With the... a book jacket, and it'd be like big, like all the pages were landscape scaled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, I also kind of there was one thing. This is just kind of like me, my own personal thing. I kind of wish that the the ending of that movie didn't go into the magic, and it was like Jesper just took on the mantle of Klaus, and it was like a. That's what I was expecting. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. Like I didn't like. I would have liked that personally. Yeah. Um. I I don't have. Uh, sorry. Adjusting my microphone. Um. I don't have a particular distaste that it went the magic route because Santa Claus. Yeah, like it. This really. Yeah, sorry. It. It's. Yeah. Um. But I agree. I think I would have liked it. Being more of a grounded, like, a, no, this is just a mantle they get past. You sort of slowly watch uh, Jesper kind of, as he grows older, put on weight uh, and grow out. The, I thought, though, that him growing the mustache was going to lead to him growing a full beard. Yeah. Uh, what, like, if, like that's what like, they were going for. Like, I don't... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was perfectly happy with the... Uh, but for me... It's the one night every year I get to see my friend. Yeah, that was really sweet. It yeah. was real good. Especially because he, he was sitting in the chair and he had two glasses of milk. And a him. plate of cookies, yeah. It's it's real good, actually. Very cute. Yeah, I gotta say, um, this is probably one of my favorite performances uh, Jason Schwartzman has given. Yeah. Um... I don't know I if you ever saw Rushmore back in the day. Uh, what have I seen him in? I saw him. I saw him. I saw Fantastic Mr. Fox. I saw. I saw Grand Budapest Hotel. What else was he in? Uh, wasn't he? Wasn't he, he in was Scott in uh, Wet Hot American Summer? Ten years was... later, he was in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I liked him in Scott Pilgrim. The Polka King. Uh, mm, Wet Hot American Summer. First Day at Camp. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Right? Moonrise Kingdom. Drunk History. He works a lot with Anderson, Wes Anderson, huh? Yeah. Uh, he was in Parks and Recreation. He was uh, Dennis Lurpus. Mm-hmm. Um. He wait. He was on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Hold on. Yeah, that's unsurprising. He played himself in an, in one of the episodes of the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, that's unsurprising. 
Uh, he was a big name around that time. Or he was, like, expected to become a big name around that time. That's um, what I remember him from. He was in Fargo. Yeah, he was in Fargo. Yeah. Uh, Walk Hard, the new Cox story. Apparently. Yeah, he did some songs for Smallville and Orange Country, Slackers, Cloverfield. Wow. Huh. Slackers, I think I remember. I might be thinking yeah. of undergrads. Um, uh, the or the OC. He, the OC, yeah. He he did some songs for all that. That's wow. That's neat. Yeah. Didn't know. Didn't know that. Um. Yeah. Slackers is not what I was thinking of, but oh. Slackers is good. I've seen Slackers too. Uh. Yeah. I think I was thinking of um uh, do you remember freaks and geeks mm-hmm. there was another TV show produced by the same guy about some college freshmen in a dorm uh undeclared yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what I was thinking? Yep, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, Judd Apatow by Judd Apatow. That's right. Okay, ah. sorry. Uh, but yeah, uh, Klaus. Yeah. Uh, um, anything else? Um, let me see here. So there's some really interesting stuff about uh, how the, the production of this film. Um, okay. Uh, Pablos uh, himself uh, has his own. He, after setting up his own animation studio in Madrid, uh, he hmm. he he. Uh, that was like after he had worked on the Renaissance films like Hunchback, Hercules, and whatnot. Uh, he decided to develop mm-hmm. a new, traditionally animated feature film. Uh, he wanted to explore how the medium would have evolved had Western animation studios not switched to uh, producing mostly computer animated films. Uh-huh. Uh huh. For the films, the studio uh, had to overcome some of the technical limitations that traditional animation had, uh, focusing on organic and volumetric lighting and texturing to give the film its uh, specific and unique look, uh, while also trying to maintain the um, the hand-drawn feel that they were really going for. Um, the proprietary tools were from uh, Les Films du Pont Rouge, a French company in uh, Angoulême. Oh, mm-hmm. They were allowed the team to produce a variety of visual development styles with the aim of getting away from the standardized style of characters looking like stickers put on a, on painted backgrounds. The, they wanted to give all the a combination of um, the biometric lighting and that to give 2D characters depth um is uh the the film the thing they're talking about uh nocturna uh i don't know if la film de poisson rouge worked on that but the the tools oh. that the, the the company that made the tools maybe they it might okay. have been nocturnal i mean i don't know the, the nocturna was a french the, film well because i'm looking at uh i'm looking at his work in the animation department and uh, he was the animation supervisor for Nocturna. 
Oh, yeah, and he was right. the animation director for uh, Asterix et les Vikings, and also for Alma. Mm-hmm. But Alma is CG from the appearance. Uh... Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, go on. Uh, also, a uh, fellow Disney animator, Mr. James Baxter, worked on the film. James Baxter. James Baxter. Um, <laughs> it was. It's also the first animated film from Netflix to ever be nominated for an Academy Award. Wow. Uh, the uh, the only other ones are Missing Link, I Lost My Body, and Toy Story Four. It lost. It, it was being nominated for an Academy Award a lot. It was being nominated for the Academy Award alongside Missing Link, I Lost My Body, and Toy Story 4, but it lost to Toy Story 4. Hmm. Unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Which, I mean, I haven't seen Toy Story 4, but this movie, just for the... I have, it, and this deserves it more. Yeah. Um, that's not a judgment call on, on Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4 was really good. Um, completely unnecessary, but it still has a really good message to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think this deserves it more. Just for what it did for, for what it tried to do for animation in general. Yeah. Like, I, I don't listen. I like CG. I do, and it has its own charm. But like. 2D animation also has its own charm that I feel is it's it's not around hardly around the only time you see it is on the uh television it's not in movies yeah. anymore or at least not in western uh films see it a lot in Japanese films obviously yeah and even then you're starting to see it replaced in large parts yeah it's, uh... it's a shame Another thing I meant to mention that I watched, uh, another thing I meant to mention during my mm-hmm. week is I watched the uh, the second My Hero movie. Oh, yeah. How was that? Uh, My Hero Echo. Uh, really fucking good. Um, mm-hmm. you, you can see where they're using CG in that. And just like in Brawly, there there were certain parts in Brawly, the the Dragon Ball Super Brawly yeah, movie, yeah. where I was like, "This looks like Dragon Ball Fighter Z." Mm-hmm. Just straight up, like it it looks like that game. Yeah. Uh. So it it's becoming more common over there as well. But they're still trying to emulate the 2D style with it. Um, which is... I don't know how much I like that. I would rather just be wholesale CG than... A, a cost-saving measure in an otherwise 2D animated thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, back to you. The- yeah, the only other thing that, the only other two things that I want to mention about this uh, film, uh, it's a, uh, it was the film was actually dedicated to an animator and scene checker, Murray Lesher, who died uh, oh. of cancer 
during the production of the film. She worked on Klaus and she also worked on other animated films like Beauty and the Beast and The Lion King. Mm. Um, also, uh, Klaus was nominated and won other awards. Uh, it was nominated for Best Animated Film by the British Academy Film Awards, in which it won. Good. It also won a bunch of Annie Awards. It won Best Animated Feature, Best Character Animation in a Feature Film, Best Character Design in a Feature Film, Best Directing in a Feature Film, Best Production Design in a Feature Film, Best Storyboarding in a Feature Film, and Best Editorial in a Feature Film. All won in the Annie Awards. Deserved it. Hmm. And the only other... It was nominated for a bunch of other things. Like uh, the Visual Effects Society, European Film Awards, mostly for best feature for best feature film or best animated feature. So, it got some of the recognition mm. it deserved. But yeah, I, I, I do think there's one, uh, thing in this movie that is questionable. Mm-hmm. And that's replacing the elves uh, in the Santa mythos with the Sami people. Yeah. Like, I get what they're going for, uh, but, like... It, it... I mean, that's literally what they did, because there's no elves working in the workshop, but the Sami are. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It's a little questionable, but it's not... There's no bad intent, clearly. It's not bad intent, but it's that, like... No, I get I it. don't know. It, it It's othering, I guess. Because yeah, using elves bit. as a... as a thing to describe people who aren't... the majority is a pretty common type thing, I guess. In a lot of yeah. European stuffs. Yeah, it is a bit othering. You're correct. It's a fair point. Uh, but yeah, uh, that 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 uh, beautiful fucking movie though. It it's just yeah. that one little mark. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, go go watch it. It's it's a gorgeous movie. Yeah, watch it watch it with your kids. Yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. Uh, but that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I don't have anything to add either. Um, okay, so we're gonna take one more short break, and when we get back, we are uh, gonna get out of here. So we will close this bitch up and see you next time. But we gotta still do the closing out stuff. So take a short break. We'll see you then. Bye. Daddy's nose is red and runny Daddy's voice is gruff and funny And the only words I can understand Are God and Dan and Christmas Just imagine 24 timeless standards Including the classic Carol of Intimacy Leave me alone, please go away I'm doing fine, just get away Get help today. Operators are standing by. Now back to the show. 
Do you see how your patience paid off? Hey there, everybody. Welcome back for the last time this episode. We are going to close this bitch out now. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was an episode. Um, mm-hmm. That's it for the year. Yeah. Years. Uh, we will see you again uh, in 2021. Uh, so one more time. What? Sorry. Did we start this podcast this year? No, we started 2019. Oh, yeah, but we first posted our first episode in 2020. Uh, yeah. According to the RSSS, Uh, our first episode was in January of 2020. Yeah. Uh, but I think it actually went up. December because it was originally on SoundCloud if you remember. Right, the sound when we tried yeah, the SoundCloud thing we did try that. Yeah. The, but the, we the, filled up the the, uh, the memory slot for the free version of SoundCloud with a single episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we had to go to the RSS. Yeah. Uh, it's not even on SoundCloud anymore. I I took it off. Yeah. Uh, the only thing there is a private clip that I posted to uh, Twitter a long time ago. Um, that apparently has 1,688 plays. So, yay me. Yay me. Yay uh, you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh one more time for the year before we even get into the actual outro stuff. Uh, let's just take a look at the email. And oh, yeah. there's Check that. nothing there. And we got anything in the uh, the ask box? Mm, no, not this week, unfortunately. Alrighty. Uh, well, if you ever do feel the urge to get in contact with us, you can do that by email. By emailing us at acmepodcastsinc at gmail.com. Tell me again that email, Kai. That, that's acmepodcastsinc at gmail.com. That is correct. If you wanted to find us on Twitter, you can find us at podcastsinc. That is at P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S-I-N-C. Uh, where can they find us on Tumblr, Kai? You can find us on Tumblr on uh, acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. That's acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. That's right. And if they wanted to get in contact with us individually outside of the show, well, for me, you just got to go through the show channels. Uh, preferably the email, but if you go to the Twitter or the Tumblr... Uh, Kyle, pass along a message to me. But uh, yep. if they wanted to find you, Kai, where could they do that? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at kaiju uh, underscore emperor, K-A-I-J-U underscore E-M-P-E-R-O-R. You can also find me on Tumblr 
at kaiju-emperor. It's about the same way, just a dash instead of an underscore. Uh, that's Both of those are just retweets, reblogs, mostly like things I like, usually stuff to do with animation, stupid memes, or my current hyperfixation. Um, and then uh, if you want anything original from me, I have a side blog on Tumblr called Kai's Tome, K-A-I-S-T-O-M-E. Uh, where I post um, uh, original tabletop stuff, usually for D&D, like I make homebrew subclasses and magic items and shit on there. And that's about it for me. Okay, well, uh, until next year, y'all be good, don't be a jackass. Uh, and the next time you hear from us, we'll have a guest, and, uh, you know, things are going to get loud and fast, and, uh, yeah. And I, uh, uh, we have, before we go out, I have one question for the audience, though. Okay. Do you dig giant robots? <laughs> also, hey, uh, five-star reviews on whatever podcast or oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Whatever platform you're listening with, on, please leave a review. It really helps us out. But anyway, yeah. Uh, I dig giant robots. You dig giant robots, Kai. Chicks dig giant robots. Hell yeah! All right, we'll see you next time. (laughs) Shit! I went over your bias. Fuck. Do it again. No, go one. Do one more again. Uh, I'm leaving all this in. Don't be a jackass. See you next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Over there? I guess. B-b-barbarian.